This is exactly right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to a bonus soda episode. I always do that. Ba, 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 ba. I always bonus soda. It's simply yeah. a bonus soda. It's not a bonus soda right. episode. That's okay. We're getting we're new at it. This is are a we? 2023 edition. Are I don't we? know. What's this? Seven or eight? <laughs> we're seven or eight. By ten, we're gonna be firing on all cylinders. <laughs> Scotty, I'm excited. We leave tomorrow for our our little little tour. Our mid-Atlantic tour. Mid-Atlantic yeah, I'm excited tour. too. I went to the dentist today. Mm-hmm. That's how excited I am. I got these <laughs> chompers scrubbed and polished, and I have the best dentist. And I found out, so my buddy Lee, who is a banana, but also one of my oldest friends, mm-hmm. recommended Dr. Don Dr. in Don. Toluca Lake. He's such a great dentist. And he's got the best chairside manner. He actually makes going to the dentist not terrible. Okay. But then I found out from Lee after I went today, I just sent a photo of the, the dentistry building that I was in. He is apparently a world class or like highest level koi fish judge. What? I guess there are how beautiful are your koi fish competitions. And I'm proud to say that one of the premier judges in the world of Giant goldfish puts his fingers directly into my mouth. <laughs> he also puts for his hour. fingers directly into the mouth of koi <laughs> to judge their pedigree. No teeth at a koi fish. Ironically, the guy's so sick of teeth, he went right to the sucker bottom feeding fish that, that can just nibble on your big toe all day without any blood. We go- <laughs> first off, when he first said it, I did think that he just judged a koi fish. Just like just from lazy. A he yeah. just goes to a pod, sits there. That makes as much sense as judging koi fish professionally in a competition. But doesn't it make you? We've we've you know we've had done a lot of stories over the years of the most boring uh, men in the world, which I'm saying Doctor Don is not one of those men. He's Mm-mm. a great dentist. Mm-mm. But we've done some stories about like people that collect calendars, yeah. or people that collect stamps, doorknobs, oh. you name it. And oh, good. I love talking about things. But it's like it is incredible that. 
there are 9 billion people in the world and there are a billion hobbies. Like everything that you can think of, somebody yeah. not only loves it. It's like those videos there's that a, the guys there's a community. canoe dancing. Yeah. There's a community. I went to that in Western Massachusetts or Central Massachusetts. I went to that barefooters competition, which is just barefoot water skiing. And I was like, yeah. I didn't know you could do this. And then not only did I know you couldn't do this, but that there was a hierarchy of how good you could be at going, <laughs> I don't know, 40 miles an hour on a, on a reservoir on your bare feet. Turns out a lot of people love it. A Dedicate lot. their lives to it. A lot. So you just reminded me. Tell me something. Of, And I, I'm, I was trying to look it up to see if I could find it. But my dentist... Mm-hmm. Dr. Home, going home. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had for a while, and it no, he no longer uh, gets it. I don't know why. He had a, a tooth-based or dentist-based cartoon calendar that he oh. had up. That Amazing. was... So, like, it was, a, it was into a level of, of, of anti-comedy that was... <laughs> oh, really? That was as if it was pulled from from Rafifi on the Lower East Side right. in Norm 2006. <laughs> right, it right, was right, right, right. So insane. There was one also where I think there was a Muppet. It was like a puppet of some sort. He was getting his yeah. mouth looked at. Fun. And then it was just this very dark one where it was just like, well, I think you're doing fine. He's like, because I have no teeth. <laughs> Who was like in the chair and he has that just his mouth dark, open. Just, just weird dark. and dark. And it was like, I don't under like I would just constantly try and understand what was happening in like what was the humor equivalent thing that yes. you could pin it to. But I used to take pictures of all of them and then post them on my Instagram. And I've been tr- I'm, I'm like looking right now and I cannot. I just Googled Kurt Brownell or dentist poster. Uh, and it no. Nope. We gotta get it. You gotta steal it. Honestly, you've put enough money into that place, right? I I've told Gently them that I really steal. like it, and they're they're like, oh yeah, somebody. Well, you know, to them they don't care. It's like yeah, it gets sent to us by a company. Who gives a shit? They're um in Playa del Rey, which is sort of south of Los Angeles on the coast. We have uh, my friend Cara Barbera lives down there. There is a place Great when name. I would go to these. Yeah, Cara Barbera. Yeah. Uh, yes, Karen Nardini, a nice chick. But there's a place called. Um, I was like going from one bar to another bar, and I looked up in this uh, like mini mall area, strip mall area, mm-hmm. and there was a business called Dental Chickens <laughs> in Playa del Rey. Dental Chickens, and I was like, I'm trying to figure out. So that the next bar we stopped at, probably Prince of Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, we Googled it, and it's for people that want to get put under. It's for people that are chickens about going to uh, the dentist. Right, it's for yeah, wimps. Yeah. I love but so it. dental chickens, I want that merch. So I want to wear dental chicken shirts everywhere. <laughs> dental chicken. It's, it's crazy name. A, the best name. It's, but the best name. It's just like, are you chicken? Come to dental chicken. And I Googled it within five minutes of seeing it. So it is actually incredible marketing. So here's one. Just mm-hmm. confusing. It's a a man in his own bathroom, and then he's invited two other men who appear to be twins. They okay. look exactly the same. The, the 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 middle guy's there, and the and the guy on the side is saying, "Dude, why do you need us all here?" And the guy in the middle says, "My dentist told me that brushing alone 
won't prevent cavities. I mean, that is very funny. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. But from a joke writing perspective, I get what they're going for. Yeah. And then there's another one where it's a Coke can and a uh, and a tooth are dancing and they're in love and their friends are in the background. The friends are teeth. Uh, just standing alone by themselves, teeth. Uh, I know he's sweet, but I'm telling you he's all wrong for her. <laughs> ah! Sorry, that was Beth Stelling. <laughs> That's okay. Love that Beth Stelling. Those weren't two, weren't those weren't two of the more absurd ones, but they are the only ones I can find, unfortunately. We'll find it. We're gonna. I'm gonna get you a copy. Christmas is coming. I'll drive to Doctor Holmes' office if I have to. I don't think um, he gets them anymore. I go all the time, and I don't see it anymore. Dang. Which is very sad. But look, um, the whole point of this guy, gosh darn episode yeah. is to give advice to you. You guys have been very nice to call in. Um, Via our also, Instagram. Yes. There's nothing wrong with saying, especially straight men that listen to this podcast, the nine straight men that listen to this podcast, yeah. go to the dentist in the next six months. Maybe you've put it off for a couple of years. Maybe you've been in between insurance. Maybe you just hate going to the dentist. Yeah. Top of the year, I want to see you get in there and get those chompers flossed by a professional that's my advice starting at the top of the episode. Get Go get those teeth clean. Go to a dentist. Show the world you care by the teeth you wear. Scotty, you're always giving, you're always out there making the, making the world a better place. Trying to get straight guys to cut their toenails. It's just something that they need to think about. <laughs> Stop doom scrolling on TikTok and Instagram and get all the empty water bottles out of your car. How about that? Right? Here it is. Uh, this Hit is us. our first, first advice. piece of advice. Oh yeah, <laughs> you came in hot on that. I'm sorry, that that mic is hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh. Okay. Hey, banana boys. This is Jocelyn, and I need some advice. Hey, Joss. Uh, I've had a tumultuous year. Mm. I am an ex-Mormon. I left the church with my husband, but I got married to cool. him at age twenty-two, and then after we left the church, I realized that I'm gay. So he and I ended up getting divorced. We're still very good friends. Um, and I started dating a woman pretty much right after I came out. I met her on Reddit, and she's amazing. We dated for the last year, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. moved <clears throat> cities to be with her. I moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and now uh, she just ended our relationship. She was my first love, and I am a mess and going through a lot of heartache, and I just feel like for the second time in a year, my life has been flipped upside down. And I'm not quite sure what to do. So I was just, was just wondering if you had any advice for me. Thanks. This is an excellent one. This is heartfelt. Jocelyn, first of all, you're going to be fine. Yes. You're going to meet at least one more love of your life, maybe two. So you're going to be okay. I can guarantee it. And just think of it this way, I think, is that this was the first, this was your first uh, you you know, same sex relationship. It's like being thirteen years old. It's like that that that's just the first one. Yes, you have an entire career, entire life, an entire journey to go on, and this is just what had to get you to here. You know, that's right. That is true. Yeah. Also, I I'm assuming Jocelyn is still in Minneapolis. 
One, you made a great choice. Yes. Even if you broke up, no offense to Utah, but <laughs> Minneapolis rules. It's a top 10 city in the U.S., and there are a lot of cool people there, a lot of great restaurants and bars. You're going to meet awesome people. Imagine there. you would move to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yes. You'd be in a tight spot right now. You would boy, oh boy. have nothing to do but go back home with your tail tucked between your legs. But That's it, right. Minneapolis, you're at a very awesome place. I've always... They, it's like... It, you're, and you're set up for global warming, right? Absolutely. They have pull tabs there. Oh, They yes. have Psycho Susie's Tiki Bar. My first bit of advice is you got to start giving yourself very short-term shirt short term goals that you can just check off like a little progress report for yourself. Ooh, so first one, as that. soon as you hear this next week, how about uh, next Wednesday, you go to Psycho Susie's at happy hour, unless you don't drink, which I understand. But if you do, just go get a dumb cocktail tiki drink that you've never had before. Give yourself a little something. You go, I'm going to shower. I'm going to put some cool clothes on. And I'm just going to go sit there and have a fun drink and then leave. Nobody's judging you. And then head on downtown. Head on downtown, and I want you mm. to stand on the side mm. of the Mississippi River, right yeah. where in Minneapolis, where the water, they built some sort of weird dam-like structure that I don't understand, but it just makes the water yes, jump did. up and over kind of a round part, and it's gorgeous. And know that your life is just like that river. It's just, there is one, there is no one moment that is better than the other. It's all just flowing right through. That's really true. I would say that, but yeah, it's staying busy because it's like the idle mind is the worst thing you can have. When and if you just are looking at their social media and going to all the places you used to go with them, I think it's time to take smaller swings, but just set smaller goals. So, like you know, if you meet somebody else on Reddit, very fun, but just don't move there. Just give yourself one year where you're saying, "I'm not going to move there." Yeah. Wherever that person is, just take it slow, slower swings. Yeah. But you're going to get through this. We've got also, your Also, I think we're coming back. We're coming back to Minneapolis next year, I think. Right? We we're sure trying are. to. We're coming okay, back cool. in May. So, Jocelyn, there's a, a slightly longer goal for you. But we're coming. We're probably going to do the Parkway Theater again, which is an awesome place where we had an incredible show last time. So put that on the cow. But, yeah, you're going to be fine. It, the breakups just hurt because they feel so personal. And you start to wonder what's wrong with you. Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing, nothing wrong with you. As a as a person, as two people in an industry mm. in mm. which every day is rejection, yeah. every rejection. single day is rejection. Mm -hmm. um, you just in order, you just have to know that it literally has nothing to do with you. It feels like the most personal thing and has no thing to do with you. Okay, I would say the next three. How about we do it on Tuesday? Since Bananas comes out on Tuesday, it's an easy reminder. Jocelyn, go ahead, look at the next three Tuesdays after you hear this, and just do a little thing. Go to a movie, even if it's by yourself. Go out to dinner with a friend. Uh, go to Psycho Susie's happy hour on Tuesday. And uh, just give yourself a little thing that you know you're going to get out and do it. And do something you like to do. Maybe like, I don't know, maybe like batting cages. Go swing your heart out next Tuesday and have the time of your life. But you're going to be fine. You made a huge swing. You took a risk, and that's what love's all about. And my Sometimes suggestion take a risk. is just large bodies of water. Large Look bodies large of body. water. Get <laughs> yeah. out on them. Get out mm -hmm. on them. Start kayaking yeah. the Mississippi. That's right. Do it. All right. Here's another one. Hi guys. My name is mm. Rena, and I have Rina. quick 
um, advice questions for you. Sure. I got invited by a coworker to go to a party. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing is, I just moved here from another state. I don't know this coworker very well, so I won't know anybody at this party um, where it's like an already established friend group. So, my question is, what, <laughs> like, what should I do to? keep comfortable but also i'm very obviously trying to make friends and connections um so just what's your advice for being comfortable in a social setting the other part of that is being interesting and comfortable and now sober in a uh, social setting thank you okay okay so Uh, scotty uh, this is right up your alley yeah this is stranger parties all the time (laughs) And yes. I've never seen anyone flourish as well as you. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, I'll give you a little quick anecdote. First of all, good on your sobriety. That's great. You know the Banana Boys talk about getting boozed up every now and then. But we honestly respect everybody that's sober. Mm-hmm. And we, I, Kurt, my New Year's resolution is I'm going to go 60. I'm going to do January, February dry. Great. I love it. One, I, I enjoy it. And I also enjoy the challenge. I think it's Rena, right? That Rena was saying... It's like new. It's a different way to socialize, especially if you've kind of been dependent on it sometimes. Okay, quick story. So a big part of being a TV and movie writer is you, especially when you move to like Los Angeles, so I was new to LA in 2012, is you take what are called general meetings. Kurt, how many generals have you taken? I can't count. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Probably over 100. Um, One of my first ones was at Warner Brothers. And when I went in, I thought I was just meeting one woman who was a development executive there. And I went in and as soon as I sat down, I was making her laugh so hard, she actually called her bosses in and suddenly I was sitting on a magenta sofa surrounded by six women in Warner Brothers TV development and then I was having to entertain five people at once. And at the end, it was so nice. Also, like it's been relationships I've had now for 10 years. But when I was leaving, Jana, the first woman I was supposed to meet goes, you know what, Scotty? You just started talking about life and not your job and not um, what you wanted out of us or like you didn't start pitching us. She goes, we've had people come in where their agents or managers have to tell writers to like look around. And so if there's a jersey, a sports jersey on the wall, say it's a Lakers jersey, they have agents and managers that tell these people to go, do you like the Lakers? Just to start conversation. But that's actually not bad advice. So if you go to a party where you don't know anybody, mm-hmm. but you meet the host or whatever, and there's one piece of interesting art that doesn't look like corporate art, that doesn't look like something that's sold at Target, go, I love this. Is Did you do this or who made this? And suddenly they're going to talk about where they got it. They're yeah. going to talk about that they know this artist friend. Then you go, did you go to art school? And they go, no, I went to Duke. And you go, boo. But basically just pick one interesting thing about the party you're in. Anything. Could be furniture, mm-hmm. could be art, could be what they're serving, and just gush about it in a, you know, don't lie to them. And then just have a couple follow-up questions. Like, I really like this. I moved here recently and I need art. Where do you go to get art? Just pick one thing and really get excited about it because then they're going to get excited about it. And later they're going to go, Rena's really nice. That lady was nice. She loved this guacamole. Yeah. I agree 100%. Uh, I, don't, I, and I remember this working on me, and I don't think it was a move. I think he was like looking for stuff. But um, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, who, a guy who has now become my friend, but was a friend, was literally Lauren's, Lauren's his wife was Lauren's friend. He came mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. and immediately asked me about this, uh, 
this 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 painting that I have. And he's like, I really like this. Like, what is this? And I was just like, oh, this is no one literally. It's the craziest fucking. That's right. It is the craziest painting I own. And yes. it, it and it's got a great story. And literally no one has ever asked me about it ever. And I never yeah. knew. I was like, this is a fascinating looking thing. Um, yes. And it was so great and immediately ingratiated me to him because no one has right. ever done an, anything like yes. that. It's interesting. Oh, coffee table books. People make choices what they decorate their house, home, apartment, whatever yes. with. They're, they're choosing to display it. So if you choose to acknowledge it, even the smallest thing, people get they want to talk about it. Yeah. It's part of their personality. And then you just relate to it. Like, if I were to meet Kurt for the first time at his house now, he has, you know, a half dozen surfboards. And I don't really surf. I've been a couple times. But I would say, do you both surf? And then he goes, oh, no, Lauren doesn't really go out. I do. I'm like, well, where's the best place to surf around here? And suddenly we're talking about what he's into. And that's how you build friendships. Yeah. Agreed. And another so, way, for you. another way to do it, Rena, is a very funny hat. If you bring a very funny hat and wear that <laughs> hat around, people are going to be like, "I don't know who that is, but that hat says fun." That's right. It was in the Uber. I found it in the Uber. I just put it on. I don't know who this is. <laughs> Maybe it was Pat Sajak. I'm still, I don't know. I'm still thinking about that mustache. The mustache rides for Lyft. Oh, man. Lyft! I know so that's crazy. a weird one. calling in for need of advice. I live with two other women. We are all in our 30s and Fun. we get along as much as you can get along living independently with other adults. Correct. But my one roommate, she doesn't really like me and I don't know how to get along with her and that's okay. But she chooses to put the toilet paper on the wrong way. We all mm. know this is the right way. It's supposed to be front-facing. But she will take off my toilet paper front facing. and reverse it. And I don't really want to confront her about anything. But I also want my toilet paper in the right direction. So This is insane. How do I deal with this? <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> this is so to funny this. to me. This is this so funny. Is so I, don't, I think you can tell immediately from both Scotty and I's reaction... We don't even know what the right way to have the toilet paper would be. This yes. is the most subjective thing <laughs> I have ever heard to get angry about ever. I understand that the idea of if you've st have you have you outwardly stated that this is your preference and that she's purposefully turning this it is to passive piss you aggression. off, no doubt. Yeah. Like I like it, it, unless it's been a, a stated, this is and and she's constantly turning it. Um, yeah, no, this is not something that I don't. I even recognize as a an idea. Do you recognize this as an idea? No. The, okay. No, but also there are people that are like it's better to cut a sandwich fifty fifty in half or corner to corner. People just have people make stands on small hills, <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> And we're going to support the bananimal more than the non-bananimal roommate. Yes. 100 times out of 100. So we'll start by saying 
you are correct in what you think is the right way. Even though Kurt and I can't imagine what front facing is, I think that means it comes over the top I guess towards so. you. I guess instead so. Instead of around the back towards the wall. I don't know, because if it's around the back towards the wall, that's kind of like it's like it's poking out saying hi to you front facing. You know, it's like it's kind of coming out being like, here's my soft underbelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you have to do here's one. Here's one. She's this roommate is being passive aggressive to you. We all know this. And everybody here who's had a roommate, and I'm not pointing fingers because guys are gross and living with guys yeah. are bad, but anybody who's had a, a woman as a roommate knows that sometimes you get a note. Like I, I lived with a woman in Florida. I was extremely clean. I am, I remain a very clean roommate person to live with. And one day I had to open up a restaurant. So I was up at seven and I made, I think literally like an ego on a plate and put it in the sink and went to work. And when I came back that night after working a double, the plate and the knife and fork were on my pillow. On your pillow? She put it on my pillow. Oh, and it, I, whoa. I had already lived there for maybe six weeks had never left a single dish anywhere, had cleaned up the house, take out the trash. It was the most passive-aggressive thing that I've ever experienced. On your pillow? It's not like you left your plate on her pillow. I, I left it in the sink. The One sink? of the great Where? places to put a dirty dish. <laughs> the, the top three It's place. the main place. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's, it's like not even it's not- a dirty dish. I know it was so not dirty. And also, my door was closed because she had a couple cats. She had one big cat. And so she had to open my door, which I also felt was like Whoa. an invasion of privacy. Whoa. So I know a thing or two about what you're talking about. I'm not just, I'm not just uh, shooting in the dark here. Uh, I would say you should anonymously uh, gift her for Christmas a 24 roll of uh, toilet paper. And don't, it's not from you. Just send it from some website without your credit card information or whatever on it. But I think <laughs> that's a great way. Passive aggressive. That's a great way gonna, to bump up and make the passive aggressive guaranteed to never end. Also, yes. I would, I would, I would urge you in the rest of your life, you're going to be so much happier. Yeah. You're, and and you're going to be not care so, about stuff. to not care about which way the toilet paper is. You're the the, the world is going to open itself up to you like a like a ripe guava, and you can just you're mm. just going to be able to drink it all in because little little tiny bullshit things won't bother you so much. That's true. Yeah. So send her a thirty six double roll anonymously uh, for the holidays, whatever holiday she enjoys. Deny it until you die. But just let her know that does you that know. let her know? Does oh, that yeah. let that to me? It is the mo- is so would confuse me even more. I oh, I don't good. think that That's would fine. be clear. clear. <laughs> oh, they know. Oh, if she's intentionally turning the toilet paper roll around and then she from a somebody. I, I mean, it's so funny to just send it and be like, and then also your house just got thirty six new rolls of toilet paper. So that's a win for you too. <laughs> Also, uh, here's, yes, another here's another suggestion. Here's another suggestion. You can get one of those freestanding toilet paper <laughs> stands. Yes. And then yes. travel with it into the bathroom. Well, that is that's the best advice right there. <laughs> get a silver brass butler's toilet paper stand and keep it in your room and anytime you go into the bathroom, carry it in like a scepter. Like a scepter. Yeah. And then take it back to your bedroom. I love that. You know what? Why don't they 
<laughs> I right after I said this because you said like a scepter and I was like it would be fun if you had a toilet paper roll that every time you turned it it was like a um like a herald like bam, ba, da, da, bam, 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 bam. yeah that would be yeah. really fun but also, well they just don't they're not doing enough with toilet paper roll no, uh, dispensers thank you so they're much, not even Scott. coming close thank you there's a lot we could do a lot you know if you have a company let us know yeah we have some ideas if you thought Fiesta Donkey was good Imagine what we could do to the toilet paper industry. We were we are disruptors. Here it is. Oh hi, banana boys. Hmm. Um, so I am an assistant principal at an elementary cool. school, and I'm having a little bit of an issue with oh a specific bathroom in my outdoor campus, where the boys in the bathroom continue to pull out the urinal cakes, throw them against the wall, and then try to pee on them. <laughs> Uh, today, oh, God. we had a kid take off their soiled underwear and stuff them into the toilet. <laughs> that's um, going to happen. Yeah, that's going to happen. What do you think we should do about these urinal cakes? Apparently, we have to use them as per the district. Any advice on how to stop the urinal cake pissers? Thanks. Wow. Great question. The future question. is Right. <laughs> I used to always say that it wasn't a real house party unless you found a dirty pair of underwear somewhere the next day. And then I went to a party in at um, Adam's house, a uh, Fourth of July party a few years ago. And during the cleanup, I like asked somebody, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we found like the worst pair of underwear behind a toilet in the guest room I've ever <laughs> seen." And I was like, "Yeah, great party, good party." I always yes, thought unless unless plates were broken, that was what in college. If if plates were broken, then people. They left with a story. Yeah, um, man. Okay, so, so assistant urinal principal's cakes, cool. A urinal cakes. Thank you so much for your service. Yeah, thank urinal you for your service. Urinal cakes thrown against the wall is very, and then urinated on at, over there is. I mean, it made me laugh mm. right off the bat. I get Tom where they're foolery. coming from. It's tomfoolery. I'm just wondering if there's any way to, if you have to use them to strap them down into it, like. I just can't imagine that there's any way to strap a urinal cake down into a, a urinal, though. I know. That's interesting. I wonder if you could paint something like a On hockey them. puck. Yeah. <laughs> paint it pink. I wonder if there's something that you could put in there. Hmm. I also it's wonder, tricky. yeah, if there's any way to... Like, if you gave the boys, these are teenage boys, if there was some image on the... A urinal cake that you could pee onto, like their 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 dumb their dumb lizard brains are just going to want to pee on whatever that picture is. Yeah. Um, but I can't imagine. I'm sure that they're industrial issued urinal cakes with no with no sorts of graphics whatsoever. I mean, I don't know that guy, that designer, Mark Echo. Now, when you go, sometimes you see Echo urinal cakes, and I was like, this guy's a genius. Like clothing brands <laughs> so come and weird. go, but <laughs> urine is forever. Uh, first of all, it's definitely time to give those custodians a nice holiday thank you. Give them a nice <laughs> holiday thank you because it sounds like they're doing triple duty at the Island Boys bathroom out there. I'm sure you've said it over the announcements. I mean, I, oh gosh, it's so tough because you can't humiliate kids. You can't put kids at a bad spot. Yeah. And I you, mean. Yeah, and they're also just goofing. It's like it's not an evil prank. It's a goof prank. 
It's gross. They're just being gross just boys. Being gross. It's like they think it's victimless. They do. They the think the custodian it's... has to clean exactly. it up, which is so sad. Yeah. So I would say I, I maybe... got an idea. I've okay, got good. an idea. I, I think you're going where I'm going. Yeah. It's a picture. So you take a photograph of the custodian. Yes. And then you put that picture in front of every stall and say, This is the man who has to clean up the urinal cake when going. you throw it. Yes. And if he can have a sad face on, <laughs> yeah. even better. Yep. Yeah. That is so true. And I like yes, connect it up to the real these, world. That's what I think too. Yeah. Put him on the morning announcements. Just give him an award for going above and beyond and I, I think it's really humanizing the urinal cake is what yeah, we're talking about exactly. here. We, we really need to breathe some human connection into these urinal cakes. So when they pass this nice gentleman or nice lady every day in the hallways, they know they're working this kind person's fingers to the bone. And even take it one step further, and it can be used as instruction on the water cycle. Of mm. how all of like when you pee into here, what happens with it versus when you pee in the corner, what happens mm-hmm. with it? Then you can talk about trash. You can talk about waste disposal. You can talk about recycling. You can talk about the water table. You can talk about the water cycle. It's a it's it's a teaching tool. There it is. I wonder if they make dye pack. I wonder if there's a way to stain some hands here. I bet we could catch some people red handed. <laughs> I mean, they're pink cakes. I wonder if there's a way to put something when you lift on it them up. That it explodes. You, yep. Or not explodes, just soak it before yeah. it goes in there. Put it in some blue dye, like 2000 flushes blue, so that if anybody touches it, it's the on their evidence hand. Evidence oh, yeah, is going flushes. to be on their hands. That's a, it's, it's right there. But the, the main thing is humanize the urinal cake. Let's put a face to the cake. Let's put a voice to the cake. Face and to then the it's, cake. It's, it's broken windows theory. It's just once they know they're hurting someone directly, then you can give them like Saturday Here's. detention. Here's, no, here's another one. I love these. Hey, banana boys. My name is DJ JD. And I have a radio show on a community radio station. It's called Restless Radio every Saturday, 2 to 4 p.m. in the beautiful west coast of Canada on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm just wondering if you guys have any suggestions of fun segments that I could have on Restless Radio. Or, alternatively, any advice for a sign-off send off saying right now i say remember it's not the destination it's the journey sure but i'm wondering if you guys have anything more fun to say to my radio listeners at the end of my radio show so yeah listen to restless radio i love your guys's podcasts Bye. All right, dj jackie d thank you so much for this question absolutely and i immediately have mm. a recommendation for a sign sure Okay. Every time you end your show, you just go, and remember, folks, the most important lesson in life I ever learned was never forget your... Oh, yes. (laughs) That's right. cut yourself off every time, but in like a different moment of the piece of advice. Yes. Dude, 
Kurt, so when I, I did stand up in college and I was pretty good, but then when I moved to New York, I just lost the passion for it. I don't mm -hmm. know what it was. I just liked writing more, I yeah. think. But I always wanted to do stand up as a character, and I totally could have done it because when, when I met you around that era, the 2005, six, seven years, people were doing character comedy in a real way, yeah. and they were really good at it. But I always wanted to do one that was called like, uh, <laughs> Like Danny quits, uh, or like, or and it would be, and so like, if you brought me up, you're like, our next comedian lives in Brooklyn, and blah blah blah, and the whole bit would I would I would only do setups and no punchlines, and then I would just bail. Oh no, that was Johnny Bales. It was gonna be Johnny, Johnny Bales. Bales. So Johnny Bales was just gonna come up and be like, "Hey guys, how you doing? God, I had a weird day. So I work today, and one of my coworkers was just having the worst day of their life, and suddenly he takes off all his clothes, and he turns to me, ah, you guys don't want to hear that. And then I would just do <laughs> 10 minutes of, like, incredible setups and then bail. And I always thought Johnny Bales would have been the best oh, character. That would be so great. Uh, I had a weird date last night. Showed up, and she was a, a conjoined twin, and both of them were addicted to coke, and when the waiter came over, they looked up. You guys don't want to hear about this. <laughs> the most outrageous, juicy setups. Just never finish them. And, and then he has the, the most end. fascinating life. Yes. There's somebody who's every day. Johnny Bales just has the greatest life ever. And then even at the end, I'm like, all right, guys, you've been fun. My name's f whatever. And they just walk off stage. <laughs> And I, to this day, I have regrets about never doing Johnny Bales. Uh -huh. So, yes, I support and yes, and Kurt's suggestion that start with the first sentence of something profound mm -hmm. and then just go to music yep. or go to commercial. Yep. That is so funny. And it'll become a signature for you. People will yes. look forward to seeing that. Yeah, like, I remember what the wonderful writer Gertrude Stein once said about radio. She said, it's never too... I mean, that is so good. I could not agree more. Uh, all right. Take care of yourself, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. As my grandfather said to me on his deathbed, J.D. <laughs> and the music? Just, yes. It's so good. I mean, I cannot endorse this enough because you can get, you can say, hey, guys, it's not the, it's not the journey or it's the journey. And then just move on. <laughs> so just get out a book of phrases, go yeah. on the brainy quote, and just start with great quotes and don't end and them. Don't. And then it's this beautiful, it's a, it's a philosophical thing too, where you're, you're not ending your show. Yes. So that thought continues to grow inside their minds. I think that is it. I think, Kurt, you nailed it. I think that is so funny. Um, and then for segments, for on-air yeah. segments... We used to do one when I had a radio show in college that um, people would send in trivia and my co-host would read it. And if I got it right, we would play a funny sound. And if I got it wrong, uh, he would shoot me in the chest with a rubber band. And it quickly <laughs> became, you know, this was the era of jackass. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying pain involved. Yeah. What I'm saying is you want to challenge your listeners to send something in to stump you and uh -huh. just go for it. Just try to get stumped. Maybe call it the stump. And just have them ask you things, fun facts, stuff that they don't know, stuff that they might not know about Western Canada, the yeah. world, what's going on. But just have them so that you can say, I'm an idiot, I don't know, get the answer and move on. It's so simple, but people like to feel smarter than other people. 
Yeah. So I say start a segment you call The Stump. I love that. I've got another idea as well, especially if this is like a smaller community, which I'm assuming it has because I didn't recognize what the Nemo is. Nope, um, sounds cool. Maybe it's the Northeast Manitoba. Ooh, Ontario you dirty dog. That's a great know. guess. Um, so I, 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 <laughs> I think I've talked about this before, but I started watching sure. on Instagram or on TikTok this guy who just goes to drains when it's like yeah. f- like street drains Ooh. and and when there's just a big thing of like a big puddle like a big lake around it and just clears it out just clears it mm. out and then all the water drains down it the way it's supposed yes. to yes and it's so incredibly satisfying yes so you can have um like called tiny problems so you have you have a it, it's just like called like the best puddle of the week or something like that. Oh, like best, I see. So that like people will take a photograph from somewhere and then you can like talk about it. It's on this and this. It's huge. It's this. And then once you have it going enough, like those, it'll start getting, people will just like clean them up, you know, for other people because now they know, oh, there's a giant puddle over there and I can That is so funny. So you have listeners send in places where yeah. storm drains, are gutters clogged. or anything are clogged up. Yeah. Oh, and then you say, hey, this is these coordinates on Google, blah, blah, blah. We have one. If you have a rake and a shovel and a pair of galoshes, go out there. It, this is the wet spot. Yeah. With <laughs> this is the wet spot. DJ there it is. JD Thank you. or whatever. Thank you, This Scotty. is the wet spot with DJ JD. Today's or the wet, wet ones. Spot. We could say the wet yes. ones. <laughs> we could call them the wet ones. <laughs> it's so funny to me. I mean, the wet spot is obviously a little cheeky. But yeah, send people out whenever there is a flooded storm drain part of the road to clear it out so and funny. just give a report. So get out there. And if you do, send a pic in your name and tag us on blah, blah, blah FM or whatever. <laughs> CLY. <laughs> Because then yeah, it's like so, a, like it's it's making the world better in like a very small, very tangible way, of like not having a giant lake in the middle of the street. But also, somebody can drive through one, call park, call in, and go like, "Hey, I just drove through a virtual lake on Main Street, yeah. between Lemon and Apple." And then you go, "We're going to try to who's get gonna, somebody out there. This is the wet spot. Who's going to soak up that spot? Who's going to yeah. soak up that spot?" <laughs> yeah. So the stump and the wet spot, those are our pitches yeah. for segments. And then using open-ended, never finish the thought sign-offs. Yeah. And guess what, Scotty? That's it. That's our bonus-odes for this bonus-ode. Bananimals, please give us five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. It means the world to us. And we also have sweatshirts and hats on our merch store. Mm-hmm. If you go to exactlyrightmedia.com or just Google Bananas Sweatshirts, uh, Bananas Podcast Sweatshirts, you'll find it. They're awesome. Yeah. We're sending one to Antarctica. Be like Antarctica. Be like Antarctica, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to everybody out there at Exactly Right. Thank you to Lisa mm-hmm. Maggot, our... Our, our full now, human, full human part time employee, and l- our producer, Katie Levine. Who we love. Goodbye. Bananas. Bananas is an exactly right media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananas.
Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.